0: Today on the Wedding Planning Podcast, we're joined by a very special guest. It's Susan from Susan's Travel Services, and she's here to walk us through everything you need to know about designing the destination wedding experience of a lifetime, for you and your closest family and friends. Susan is gonna share average pricing information, the top benefits of hosting a destination wedding, insider tips and hot locations from a 27-year travel veteran, the top mistakes that couples make when planning their destination weddings, and so much more. You'll find links to contact Susan and book a totally free consultation on her website, which is susanstravelservices.com. And of course, I'll put links to everything we mentioned in the show notes as well. And with that, I'll turn it over to Susan. And
1: so when you look at an average destination wedding for the couple, costs anywhere between 10 to $12,000, That's a lot of savings. You also have to look at the value of a destination wedding. So, destination weddings are fun. They say that when they interview people when they leave or they ask them interviews when they leave on what their value is of going to a destination wedding, people enjoy them more. Um, I've been to many fun weddings, but I can't say that people say, oh my gosh, I am so excited. I really hope I get invited to two weddings this year. When you say, I'm going to Cancun and I'm going to a destination wedding, lots of people either extend their trip or they make it their week long vacation. And so they get really excited about going to a destination wedding. And I think there's that. I think the third component that comes into a destination wedding is, and this is where I think a good planner and a travel advisor comes in is, it should be less stress. There's a lot of planning that goes into a wedding, as we all know. And so going to a destination wedding and working with the right people should allow you to have less stress about your wedding, meaning somebody else is going to answer questions anywhere from, you know, is there a blow dryer in the room? How do I get to the hotel? To how to pick out your stuff, and that is the role of these people that are going to be a part of your package, which is a little bit easier than some of the things that you have to pick out. Um, you know, the biggest question you're going to have to pick out is where you're going to get married and which hotel or which location venue you're going to get married at. But a lot of people are leaning towards that. Um, we still have some of the mega, mega big ones. We also end up having some of these, we call them now mini elopement, weddings, which are usually 12 to 14 people. So that means, Hey, you know what? We just don't even want to do it. We want to save our money. We want to buy a house, but we're going to bring our top five friends and their people or our parents. And we're just going to go and have fun. And we do those all around the world. We do them from Tahiti to Italy. And those are very different than like the traditional destination wedding in Jamaica or Mexico. They've become more popular, I think, because What happens is this is we've run into a couple of times is that people don't want certain people to come to their wedding or they're like they're getting out of hand and they're too big. And so they want them to be smaller. I think people really want that smaller uh, wedding. And, you know, yeah, you get benefits of a destination wedding of having more guests, you get more comps and stuff like that, which I can talk about later but they want that intimacy of that smaller wedding. And so they call mini elopements, which have different benefits, like I said. And so you could go to Tahiti and do that, which is totally different than getting married in a public place, let's say on a beach in Mexico.
0: Well, I know what I was gonna ask. With the mini elopement, are these couples just getting married in the States ahead of time, typically, or how, how do you see couples managing the actual, like, yeah, we
1: encourage, yeah, we encourage all of our couples to get married before they go. And this is the reason when you have to get your paperwork back from another country so that your name is changed your insurance, all of your legalities, even before the pandemic, it took anywhere between six to nine weeks, right? After the pandemic, it's taking six to nine months. So that can be a long time for you to go, Hey, I want to be on my husband's insurance. I got to wait for my paperwork. There's also requirements in some of the countries for blood tests for, uh, you know, you have to be there a certain amount of days longer than you want to be there before you arrive. So we just tell people, look, you don't even have to tell anyone. It doesn't change your ceremony, but just get married in the United States, when you go do some of the countries, you can't get married, like the Maldives and Tahiti, you, you literally like Tahiti, you have to go to a French courthouse in French and have them perform. You, I don't speak French. So you'd have to have a translator. So we just tell people, look, make it easy. But no one will know. Like no one's sitting there going, hi, oh, knew, I knew that. I knew that Susan was not married before she showed up. There's not that even if you're Catholic and you have to be married in a chapel, which is a requirement, you can still do that while you're there. You just get your certificate before you come, you bring it still, but we just tell, we've had every single person since the pandemic get married before they arrive. It just makes everything easier.
0: Super smart. Such a smart idea. Yeah, Uh, Walk us through working with a planner on site at your chosen destination and what the difference between that point person is and
1: what you are doing. You got it. You got it. So we tell people part of our role is helping you find your destination and helping you find that location. So we are not an an agency that is ever going to point you in a direction of a place that is not going to have a great planner on site. Um, we don't get any kickbacks personally from any of the hotels. So there's not, we're not trying to push you in a certain direction. However, we've done this for 27 years. So we do know who responds. So a lot of times people will call me and say, I've been trying to reach out to this hotel. They don't get back to you. And I'm like, uh, we know that. So we're really aware of who's good at responders who's aware of things, what's going on. So our job is, okay, we're going to have, you're going to have two contracts. You're going to have a room contract that we work with exclusively. And then you're going to have a wedding contract with the hotel that we're going to help you get. Now, our role is to make sure your guests get from that airport in wherever they are, let's say Cancun to the hotel and back. But we're also going to be your advocate, and that's the word we use for any part of that wedding contract. So we'll be on any meeting with you. We'll go through anything with you. They're going to start planning that wedding from the moment we sign that contract. Now I do tell people this. So they're going to help you with how to pick your um, how to pick your flowers and your plates. All of that planning. Your actual picking out is going to start anywhere from three and a half months to three months before you get married. Now, if you have questions, you're getting married, let's say a year from now, but you want to see stuff. You're like, Hey, I totally want to go see like, What is the, what is the cost of having cold fireworks or a fire dancer? They're going to give you that information, but you're not going to pick it until about three and a half months before or flowers. Flowers are really seasonal. So if you're like, oh my gosh, I got to have tulips. And then you find out, oh, we don't have tulips during that time. But we tell people is our job is to be your advocate for both of these, but really is to be your advocate for planning. You don't want me to plan. I always tell them, I go, look, I can barely comb my hair. I'm not, I'm not a good planner. I'm not, I'm not, I'm cheap. I'd I'd be your worst. I'd be like, you don't need that. You need to buy a house. (laughs) That's always what I tell, but I'm like, but I go, I will fight tooth and nail for you because we have contacts. We have ways to get these people to talk to us. They want my business. They want me to contact them. So we get a little bit of an edge in there. And that's what we do is we go, Hey, why haven't you spoken to my client? What's going on? Let's make sure everything is going along as smoothly as possible. But then, like I said, our role really is to work on your guests and your room block, which is the second half of the equation with it. So some people bring in a, a other vendors. So they'll bring in a wedding planner. That is from the United States, or they can even hire someone in location. It all depends on how much you want to get done. I would say the hotels that we work with and we work with many, the average person is going to be completely fine with the person on site. If you have an extravagant, huge plan, but sometimes people want to pay for that extra person, they can. Every hotel has different policies for bringing people in and how much that's going to cost. And we can go through that with them before they sign the contract. Because the last thing you want to do is get really excited about a hotel and then find out you can't afford it. (laughs) So, So that's why we're like, hey, let's talk about everything before so that you have everything up front. So now we got to figure out how we're going to meld your room contract and your wedding contract and make sure everything works together. And then we're going to sign everything with you and make sure, okay, we got this. Boom, we're done. So hopefully that helps.
0: Yeah, definitely. What's a good time frame for a couple to be having in mind? So we're coming into February. There's going to be a whole ton of engagements yeah, yeah. Uh, happening over the next couple of weeks as we lead up to Valentine's day. Right. If a couple is interested in doing a destination format, or it's something they want to learn more about, what do you think a good uh, planning
1: window would be? Like, what does that timeframe look like? Well, so there's... There's two ways to look at it, right? There's a way to look at it as the bride and grooms planning, right? So, hey, we want to get married this year, was a lot of people say. I go, that's great. First of all, we got to make sure there's space because other people have already booked. But let's say there's space and they say we want to get married October 9th, my anniversary, and that's a great time of year. And so they want to get married. Well, so what we have to tell them is this. We got to ask about your guests because all of the final payments for these guests are usually gonna be anywhere between 60 to 90 days before they come. So if you go to October, now their final payment's probably anywhere between June and July. So let's say we start working in, no- in February and it takes us up to a month to get that room contract and that wedding contract. So now we're the middle of March, Now we've got everything done. Then we build your site for you. We have a booking site that we walk through, allows your guests to see everything, see all the pricing. It's all great. Your photo's up there. Woohoo, you're ready to go. Now you got the middle of March until June. Well, then your guests say, we want a payment plan. Well, we love that. We have no trouble with that. We'll do monthly payment plans. Well, now they get March to April, April to May, and May to June. That's only three months. Most people want like eight months, so now you gotta look at, okay, is it, is it, we wanna get married based on what we want or are we looking at what our guests need? If your guests need to have a longer time, then you're looking at at least a year in advance because you want to look at how much time is it from final payment for my guests to be able to put that money down and make a deposit and then make payments till that final payment. And that some people don't care. And some people are like, Oh, my guests can't fork over that money right now. And cause I had people that just put down a deposit and they're getting married in July. And that means her final payment is the middle of February. So they got two months to come up with all of that, but she said they can pay that. I went perfect. She didn't mind that as much. Other times what happens is, like I said, is you have to run into seasonal things. So low season is always going to be from that September 1st till the end of November. The reason it is, is it's a rainier season or it's a hurricane season, depending on where you're going. So the prices are lower. So people get excited because they go, oh, it's going to be less expensive. Well, of course. So we got to be careful about where we go because like, I don't like booking in the Dominican Republic during that time because that gets hit but Jamaica hasn't gotten hit. Mexico typically doesn't get hit, but it can be rainier. It cannot be as great a weather. Uh, You look at the Christmas time, you look at you know, everyone goes, so how about between Christmas and New Year's? What's well, the most expensive week of the entire year? It's crappy weather, by the way, but everyone's out of school and work. So they think it's ideal for people to travel, but it's double the price. So sometimes it depends on those factors. I would say the number one thing is people have to think about, can their guests pay when we count back? So when we when we have our first consultation, they give us a date. Sometimes it's like, oh, it's a date we started dating. And that's the day they want to get married. And then I go, let's count back. So we're talking this year, we're talking next year, so that they can just have a realistic picture of, we want it to work for you. We love that. I, I really don't care if your guests can pay or not, but what we care about is when they start saying we can't afford it and then you can't fill your room block, now we got a problem. So, so really it, it is ideally would be a year I think would be fair enough for your guests, it takes us about a month to get everything done between you deciding and us getting all the contract if we go really fast, maybe three weeks, but it takes a long time and this is the other key factor that people have to remember, everywhere you're going for a destination wedding is not the United States the way that they work, their mentality, they are fabulous, wonderful people. They do not work like Americans. They do not have the same urgency. They do not have the same mentality that we do. We We are like urgent, like text you today, get it back tomorrow, fabulous. That's not Mexico. That's not Jamaica. That's not the DR. So how do we honor that? And that's their mentality, but we still have to wait on that. We have to wait on their contract while we're waiting on this stuff and questions. And so we try to have this balance of it takes time. Once we get going, we're good to go because everything's done, but it just takes time to get things done. So that kind of helps with when people are like, we want to get married now. And I'm like, okay, so let's be realistic. And we try to be as honest as we can and as upfront as we can with people.
0: That's part of the priceless nature of the service that you're providing is we I mean, I don't think we always have the same point of view, like you said, as the place that we're trying to schedule in. And so having you to kind of manage those expectations and manage and smooth over that process is like, is incredibly helpful. (laughs) Um, can you walk us through the details? You mentioned the couple getting access to a booking site Can you just explain what that looks like? Because that's a huge benefit too, but I'd love to have you tell us more about it. it.
1: So we always start with everyone with a Zoom. And the reason we start with a Zoom call with, we usually like the couple both to be on there, whether it's a bride and groom, bride and bride, groom and groom. We want them to get to know who we are. I usually have my groups manager on with me because uh, she's going to work on part of this with us also. We want to get to know you and we want you to get to know us. I think that's really important. I've said this many, many times. No matter who you work with, you want to get to know who they are. You want to know their personality. You want to know their style. You want to know their cancellation policies. You want to know everything about that. You don't want to know that when things are not going right, you want to know that at the beginning. And we, we were as upfront as we can at the very beginning. You want to know how many weddings have they done? And so we tell people, Hey, we've worked with that. Or we'll say, I'm not familiar with that property. People will bring up stuff, but we ask people, what are your dreams? how do you guys meet? Uh, what kind of wedding do you want? Uh, what is your budget? And we try to help people kind of draw out a little bit more about why they want to get married. We write down a lot of questions that we're going to ask. We show them a little bit of our process. And so our process is this. We're going to show you, typically, we're going to send you four at a time locations. The reason we don't do more is because they all start looking the same. And I know everyone's looked at them, but the hotels start looking the same. And we get it. They look the same desk. We're like, is that, wait, which hotel is that? Because their packages start looking the same. And like I said before, we'll give an estimated price for four nights of that hotel. On average, the average couple stays four nights at a destination wedding. Some people stay longer and we say, look, here's four nights at the hotel. But what we're asking you to do is look at this hotel, look at the photos and tell us if you got wowed. And if you didn't, we just take it off the list. And if you're like, I like that, we'll keep that on the list and we can send you four more, but you'll find out really quickly if you're like you, or if you're like, yay, and people get a gut reaction. And then we get down to we, the most we want is three, but we'll get down to three. And then we'll say, Hey, we can go get actual group process uh, pricing. Now there's two types of group contracts you can have. I'll I'll go over this real quickly. The first one is you can have a thing. It's called like groups your way, or it's, it's for really for groups that are under 20 people. And that means is the bride and groom go and they book their room with us. And then we get a promo code. They don't see it, but they tell their friends. We have a group page. I'll tell you about in a second. And then they book and we put the promo code on there great. They put no money down and Jane and Sally over here and John and Jane over here are booking and we book rooms. The problem with that is this, it's first come first serve. So whenever those new friends book a room, the hotel can be sold out and the price can change. But if you have a small amount of rooms and you're like, Hey, I just don't want to put money down to hold a group space. You can do it that way. I would say 10% of our groups are done that way. Most of the time we do a group block, which means we go to the hotel, we ask them for specific rooms. They take those rooms out of inventory and we hold them for up to six months typically. And we, we allow you to sell those to your friends. And then when we get to a room, we get to a rate where they say, okay, it's called attrition. And we say to you, look, you have, you have 30 rooms, but you only need 20. Do you want to keep some, or do you want to let go of those 10? And you tell me, you know what, Susan, all my friends have booked. And I go, great, we'll let go of those 10. And there's no, you lose no money. And typically it's either a hundred dollars a room to hold, or it's $500 to hold up to like 25 rooms. But I tell people this, both of those deposits, whether it's, if you held 25 rooms, it'd be $2,500 over here, or it'd be $500 over here, depending on the hotel chain, they both have different rules that you don't lose that money. That money goes into your final payment on your room. And if you've overpaid on your room cost, you just get refunded it. So it just means you either put out a little bit more at the beginning or you put a little bit less out and you pay more later. So, but a room block is really ideal because you get a certain amount of time and then you can tell your friends, our rooms are $1,800. And they're like, great. Now I know exactly how much my rooms are. I can book my room. And then what we do is once we get that contract, we go over everything. We make sure the wedding contract is done. Your room contract is done. And then what we do is we do two things. One is we work with Appy Couple, which you can look up. So Appy Couple is like happy couple without the H. We've tried all the wedding sites. I love it if people have a wedding site, there's like the the knot and all that. We try them all. We like Happy Couple the best. We give our guests, our clients, a promo code for free. They get to use it. They get to build their whole wedding site. And then we just say, make us an admin. We'll go in and we'll put all the travel details on there. So your guests can see everything about the wedding. And then there's a link on there that says book now. And it goes directly to our booking site. And on that booking site, it breaks out hey, if I'm going to go to your wedding as a single for three nights, four nights, or five nights, or I'm going to go as a double, three nights, four nights, five nights, and it gives out all the different room categories. It says almost too much information because we realize not everyone's going to read everything, but we look at it this way. We want people to know how long does your passport have to be valid for? What does insurance cover? How do you do transfers? When can you buy airfare? all these different questions. And there's also a calendar on there where you can set up an appointment with Mackenzie, who is my group's manager. If you're really confused, she'll just do it with you over the phone. So we do go through those also. We just, we have both on, our idea is, hey, we don't work Sundays unless it's an emergency. We don't work at 10 o'clock at night. You're sitting at home and you get on your app and you go, you know, I think I'm gonna book my room. I have a question. It's all written out there photos, everything about the hotel. We try to put everything on there so that you can see, oh, you know, if I stayed an extra night, it's not that much more money. And the airfare is a little bit better. Maybe I'll stay five nights instead of four. And so we try to make it a little bit easier for people to walk through that process. And so it is, it's all encompassed with our booking site, it comes directly to us. It's private. So other people don't can't get in there. No, we can just book on their site. But we found that we've tried a bunch of different things. And those seem to work really, really well for our bride and groom or bride and bride. And um, it helps us do a better job. And that's our goal. Like I said, we come back to be... Are you know, we want to be your advocate. We want to learn and grow from every experience that we do. We want to be better at what we do, and we've just found that the better we are at getting information to everyone, we love to talk on the phone and we love to do email. People love apps. This generation loves everything digital. So we're like, okay, we're going to put everything online. We're going to make it really, really bold. And my assistant happens to be my oldest daughter and she's 26. So she relates to everyone. And she's like, mom, your photos are old. You can't do that. Mom, you got to write it this way. Mom, you got to, and I'm like, "Great, Okay. You guys, you do it this way. So, but you know, we're always available as much as we do a lot of destination weddings. On average, we do 30 a year. We're a small team. So it's Mackenzie and myself, and then we have, we have three other people on our team that work with us to help with honeymoons also. So we are available. We've always kept it that way. We try to be as personable as possible. We build a lot of relationships with these hotels for the reason is I want to make sure when you walk into that hotel for your wedding, they're like, hey, Susan's, Susan's VIP is here. We're going to take care of her.
0: Yes, yes, love that. And then so if we're planning, say, a four day destination, and we're having 20 of our closest friends and family coming down with us, what types of activities? Is there an option to book specific activities daily via the hotel itself? Or would that be done or suggested or recommended by you? How does that look?
1: Yeah. So what we'll do is we will meet with usually the bride or the groom or whomever and ask them, would you like us to make suggestions? Would you guys like, like a lot of times people book like a catamaran, right? It's an easy one to put everyone on and go do like a four hour catamaran ride. We'll get that. We'll get the price together and say, okay, hey, how do we. Do you guys want to do this, or we can send links of, you know, ATV or people want to go to Chichen Itza. Um, people will get emails from us. We have also set up. We have we have about six emails that go out to everyone. There uh, to all of our destination weddings, from a packing list to activities they can do in destination to what how to walk through an airport. So like all the airports have timeshare people in Mexico that are. They're lovely people, I'm sure, but they're very, very annoying. <laughs> I mean, literally, my daughter wrote what, tell me one time, she's like, just tell, she tells everyone, say your travel agent and they do kind of ignore you, but you know, they, they're like, oh no, your travel agent told me to call you and, and they, they just hound you. So we have a, a thing on walk outside, here's how you find your transfer. And so we try to put it on there and then we offer to people, Hey, we will help you pre-book. It's always good to pre-book because there's nothing worse than getting to a hotel, finding out that one thing you wanted to do is sold out. So, but if you want to, I go to a lot of hotels and I just sit on a beach, so I don't go and leave the hotel, but we're here to help guests. We treat the guests that are going to the destination wedding, like they're going on their own trip. So we say to them, Hey, we're here to help you. But if that bride and groom or bride and bride say to us, Hey, we want to do some activities together. We're happy to do that. So we're happy to put together some ideas, um, and then the hotel also can make recommendations. So some of the hotels have specific things that come included with the wedding. Some hotels have specific things that are included with the hotel. So, like Hotel Ashkarat has all of their parks included. Um, I will say this: people forget when you go to a destination wedding. Let's say you arrive there on a Thursday. So you get there Thursday, if you're flying from Phoenix, you're going to land at 415. So by the time you get through customs and you get on your transfer, you're probably getting to the hotel about six o'clock. So that's after getting your bag. So then you get there, you eat dinner, maybe you're tired, you go to bed, maybe you're young and you go party. I have no idea. Now the next day you wake up and now they're like, Hey, we're going to have a lunch together and get everyone together because tomorrow's our wedding. So now Friday you're with people and you're laughing and maybe you go to the pool, whatever Saturday, you wake up, you have the wedding and then you go home on Sunday. When are you going to do anything? So that's why we kind of tell people, Hey, I'm not saying it's not fun, but when you're paying for a hotel that includes nine parks, maybe you extend one day so you can go and enjoy those parks. Or I tell the bride and groom, maybe we go to a different hotel because your guests are paying for something they're not even getting. I'm not saying it's not fun because we can add those parks at any hotel, but be realistic about the time because if people only go for three nights, they're really there for the wedding because the people that come, I mean, maybe they have a half day, but they're really there to participate in the wedding because you're gonna have a rehearsal. You're gonna have a cocktail party. Those are typically included with your wedding package. And so it's, how do we, you know, how do we do this? And so we try to be realistic with people. On the other hand, it is your wedding. It is your idea. It is your money. It is not mine. And so we just, we just kind of walk through it with people. We try to say, this is what we've seen before. So let's be realistic about, I have, I have a bride right now that really likes a hotel and it is way out of budget for her guests. She likes that hotel because she likes their design. And I said, I'm telling you, we can find another hotel that has that design or we can create that. So it just takes a little bit more digging when we have to figure out what is it about this hotel? When first she's like, no, I only want that hotel. Well, what is it about that hotel? You gotta take time to figure that out. And I think that's where we come in and we can go, we've done enough of these where we've seen enough and we watch people and we say, we got you. We'll we'll find it. That's our job. Our job is to spend this time to make sure it's correct so that the rest of the process goes really smoothly.
0: Totally. I'll say just from personal experience, we just went to Cancun. Uh, (laughs) It was planned by Susan, obviously. Um, Susan has planned two trips for me now, and there will be many more, trust me. Uh Um, But 12 of us went to Cancun, which is it doesn't sound like a lot of people, but that's it a is. lot of
1: people. Like yeah, it's a, lot of,
0: <laughs> a lot of personalities. Yeah. We had every ranging from an eight-year-old and a 10-year-old kid to like 70s-year-old, you know, grandma and grandpa. And we booked for, I think six nights, I believe, which sounded like such a long time. Yeah. <laughs> but just like you said, by the time everyone gets there, yeah. no, we didn't all get there until like eight o'clock on the first night. Yeah. So day one is literally a wash. Right. We did have dinner together, but it was super late and everyone- You're was all busted. tired. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And then the last day people started leaving at like six o'clock in the morning. So that yeah. day is a wash too. So I mean- At the end of the day, we really had on a six day trip, quote, unquote, we spent four days together, which is awesome. And that was a great amount of time. But gosh, especially when you say like a three night trip for a wedding, it's going to go so fast. Yeah. You're going to spend 10 hours in airports and airplanes, God willing that your airplane even gets you there on time. I know. Which (laughs) is a whole other debacle. I mean, we won't even go into that, but I feel like it's a roll of the dice of like, is my airplane even going to take me where I'm going on that day? What if you were delayed for an entire day?
1: Yeah. We said that.
0: I mean, that's what kind of, not to like, not to scare anyone, but again, you have absolutely no control over Southwest Airlines grounding 10,000 flights on the weekend of your wedding. So, I mean, that's kind of scary.
1: It is. And so that's why we tell people, if we push it out a little bit more and your guests had the ability to pay a little bit more and spend one more day there, would that allow this experience, which is really what you're going for, to be better? So you kind of have to kind of talk about those things. And if they're like, no, then you go, okay. But if if the conversation is, hey, look, you want to get married in November, but if we move this to February and it's a little bit more, but now everyone can spend four or five nights and we can almost get the same price. Maybe, Maybe we got some great deal at some hotel, but you can have them pay an extra payment because now they can afford it. And now they can have a better, a better experience at your wedding. Maybe that, maybe that works for you. And so we kind of, we have those conversations at the beginning. Our goal the be, like I said, at the beginning is to make it right. So to make it right and make it what they want. And like I said, if it was me, I would probably get married at a, at a, like at the down at the courthouse and I'd have blue, you know? And so people are like, oh, I like green and I want white and I want my hair done. And I'm like, Fabulous. That's you. And that's great. Our job is to make that happen for you. But once we get it done, the process really should go really smoothly, because we've just spent a lot of time and money trying to make that process work really well online. Um, And we're always open. So we like, that's why we're small. We go, we want to be invested in our People that we work with, we're not a machine. We love technology, but we're not a machine. It's really a mom and pop. It's really a sister, and, I mean, a daughter and a mother team, of people saying, "Hey, we want to make it right for people." Um, but you know, people, there's there's an ownership of people have to really know what they want. We can't get the you know the biggest question we get is, "Well, we want to get married. We don't know where or when or what our budget is." That's impossible to work with. That's like me going into my hairdresser and saying, I have no idea what I want my hair color to be or what length I want it to be, but I'll give you a hundred dollars. And then she's like, well, I mean, she could make my hair black and cut it to my shoulders, you know, and I cry. So you really have to have a little bit more. We have some questions we can ask people. We have some gauges. The other one that's really popular too is, you know, cruises, getting married on cruises. Do you want to get married on the ship? Do you want to get married at port? Well, if you get married at port, guess what? Uh, What happens if you don't go to that port? What if you get rerouted because of bad weather that happens? Are you flexible or are you like, no, I'm only getting married in the Bahamas. So, you know, it's it's these questions that we have to come up with that we're like, we just want to ask you the tough things at the beginning so that we can have the joy, which is, Hey, direct them our way. We love questions. We love when someone says, is there a blow dryer in our room? We're like, "Uh, we'll find that out. Or we'll ask that question. But when people are, you know, don't go back to the bride and groom. We're here to make their life easier. And that's where we're like, we'll do our job. You do yours. Have joy. Look at your magazines, get excited about what your hair is going to look like. I love that stuff. And you can share it with us or not. Some brides include us in every email and in every conversation with the team and some don't at all. And that's totally a personal preference and they decide.
0: Can you run us maybe touch on like three to five your choice of your favorite destination locations for 2023 and beyond?
1: Yeah. So I would say the big hot one right now that is building a lot of places would be is Puerto Vallarta. So Puerto Vallarta is probably one of my absolute favorite places in Mexico. It is on the Pacific side. So it's on the West coast. It is a smaller port, They used to call it the happiness um, city. It is very, very friendly. Um, It is close, so meaning the airport is close. I would say the farthest away most of these hotels are gonna be is 45 minutes, where when you look at Cancun, you can be up to two hours on some of these roads. Um, they really don't deal with seaweed. Now that's a big issue that people come in with is seaweed. Now, seaweed is an organism. It has a mind of its own. Um, it doesn't care that you spend a lot of money on vacation. Sadly, there are areas that have less and areas that have more. So, um, but it is, it is, does have pretty water. Um, it does, there, there are differences in resorts. So some of the newer resorts are fabulous and they have great promotions right now because they're trying to get people to come to Puerto Vallarta. Most of the U S cities still have nonstops there. Um, so it, I think it's a beautiful, beautiful place where, when you look at Cabo, which I do love Cabo is great for the client that is not looking for an all-inclusive hotel. They have some of the most five-star hotels in all of Mexico. They're going to have your St. Regis. They're going to have your four seasons and they're going to have the most beautiful hotels, but a lot of their hotels are not all inclusive. So it's a different way that you sell your trip, which I love, but it's a different way to do it. Um, We always love our Cancun. I would say Cancun's great, but I would say that um, when we look at where people are getting married, um, Puerto Vallarta is probably my top. I'm always going to go with Cancun. But when you look at Cancun, so Cancun is one of those funny things. Again, we go back to distance. So when I tell people, if you're looking three or four nights, you really want to be within 20 to 30 minutes, maximum drive time. Because if I'm flying and I land, I don't want to get on a car and go two hours and then spend three nights. So coast to Mujeres, And Playa Mujeres is the north end of Cancun, and they're building up there. So we try to go for some newer builds, but that's also an area where there's less uh, seaweed. It has to do with the curve of that part. I happen to love that part of the um, of that area, and I love some of the resorts that are up there. Um, I also happen to think that uh, you've got some really good builds in the Dominican Republic. The Dominican Republic. I love some of the hotels there. You just have to be careful about the time of year. They have some of the most beautiful beaches because all they had was space. So they've built these huge, beautiful places. They do have some boutique ones too. But you got to be careful about that fall time because the rates are fabulous, but it is rainy so when you look at that and then if you go look at jamaica jamaica's got some they don't have a ton of new builds they've got some remodels but jamaica's probably i've been there probably 15 times it's one of my favorite places to go um but you know sandals is one of our big sellers there's not a lot of sandals resorts that are not 90 minutes away from the airport so you're going to get off your plane and if you're flying from phoenix to jamaica you're flying overnight so now i flew overnight go through customs and sit on a on a bus for 90 minutes People sometimes are like, I don't want to do that. So what we end up dealing with is the guest who's now irritated with the bride and groom and we're trying to diffuse the irritation. So when I talk to the bride and groom, I say, hey, where are your guests from? And they go, oh, all around the country. Where are most of your guests from? Oh, from Atlanta. Okay, so guess what? Atlanta's hub is Delta. Most people are flying Delta. Let's go look where a nonstop is from Delta. So we try to come around with, Let's start talking about what works or where have you guys been? Where have you not been? Some people are like, we only want to go to a place we've never been before. You know, so they pick St. Lucia, one of my favorite in the whole wide world. Well, 90% of the resorts in St. Lucia are 95 minutes away on a windy road away from the airport. Are you okay with that? Oh, no, I don't want that. Okay. So can we look at another option? How about Antigua? You know, the airport is really close to the hotel's. It's also beautiful. How about Barbados? Barbados is right next door to St. Lucia. So you start asking them questions that maybe they just don't look at a map or maybe they don't know. And we've just done this long enough. We've been lucky enough to travel. We've been in this business long enough that we just love to share our knowledge. And hey, if they're dead set on it, then we're booking it because people get married October 9th, like I did over a holiday weekend. And I'm celebrating my 30th and we have traveled to the Caribbean on October 9th and hit hurricanes and got rerouted on cruises and had pouring rainfall on us because that's my anniversary and I'm traveling on my anniversary. So I didn't know that when I got married when I was 23 years old, I went, uh, uh, yeah, I'm sure. Great. That's a great day. I was graduating from college and all I knew was I wanted to get married in the fall. So, you know, I didn't think about what that would be for my travel schedule for the rest of my life. So
0: let's, this is a great segue into the top mistakes that you see couples make as they set out to plan a destination wedding. And we've already touched on not taking into account the time of year because weather will literally ruin your trip. Um, you might be so tempted by the rates and the savings and all that other stuff, but please, please trust me and Susan that weather (laughs) will literally destroy an experience So the second big mistake that we've touched on is not acknowledging the length of travel time. Um, So for example, you know, are your guests really going to want to fly a red eye overnight to get into another country, to go through customs, to get in a bus and ride on a rickety road for three hours to get to the amazing resort that you just had to stay at. Yeah. Um, So those are two that we've already kind of touched on any other big mistakes that you see over and over again that, you know, couples can kind of proactively
1: keep an eye out for? So I would say there's only two other ones that I think help that sometimes run into issues with. Number one is they share all of the options we give with too many people. So they we give them four options and they go, well, my mom really liked number one. And then my, my maid of honor liked number three. <laughs> and I'm like, what did you like? What, what, what text? because I tell them, I share this story as a joke, but I say, so I got married. And at the time our church didn't have a building. So my husband's uncle knew someone at a church here in Scottsdale and I'd never seen it. We go get married. And I will tell you, I do not have a photo of my wedding up because there were ugly cactuses in the church and it's right behind us. And I, I live in the desert, but I, I thought it was so hideous. I was like, oh my God, are you serious? Those are in my wedding. I should have looked at the church before I got married there, but I'm 23. I'm graduating from college. I don't care. And so I tell people, you will know if you like this, you will either see the rooms and the location and like it. You, you want to look back. If you're only getting married once, or this is your last wedding, please like what you look at. So even if you say, I really like these and I can't figure out between three of them, please First, just go with your gut instinct because I want you to love it. You want to be, you're choosing to get married, not at home. Be really excited about it. Don't be in eh, because mom really doesn't like this hotel. And so I find that people ask too many other people and I know it's hard to make decisions, but really trust your gut. Um, and then the second one is budget. So a lot of these hotels do give us, um, do, do give you, uh, they, they call them like concessions, not kickbacks, but concessions. You do get some things for guests coming. Sometimes you'll get like a couple free rooms. Um, you get those after the wedding, but, and we'll go through all that with people and explain like, Hey, this wedding package, will give you this and you can get this. And we try to help people understand them. But you got to be realistic about your budget budget. There's no free wedding. Everyone's going to advertise. We have a free wedding. Yeah, there's no free wedding. So that's just like the car dealership saying we have a car that's this or whatever. It's all advertising. It's all to get you to walk in the door and to look at their wedding package. Nothing will be free because you're going to change the flowers. You're going to change something. They're not going to have a DJ or a photographer. Um, And so Those are the big ones that I find that people go, just be realistic about both of those. Some of the little ones are my uncle's a photographer and wants to come. So I tell people this, most of the time that uncle can come for three nights and you pay for that. And then you can take photos of everyone the whole time, right? If that's for free. So you got to weigh that versus the photographer on site. So, cause if not, you have to pay a, a fee and sometimes it's like a thousand dollars for an outside vendor fee. This is my only thing that photographer that you're bringing better be awesome because if not the photographer on site, this is the value that they have. They know where the sun sets. They know, cause everyone wants to get married at sunset time, right? Four or five o'clock. No one says, Oh, I want to get married at 9am. That never comes up. I had it once. It was so funny. She's like, well, we got to do that before everyone gets drunk. And I went. OK, that's a different perspective, <laughs> but that everyone wants to get married at that sunset time. So this guy knows when the sun sets. He knows where the pretty flowers are. He knows the corners. He knows everything about that resort. Your uncle that's a photographer on the side or maybe not or just has a great camera about a Costco is coming and knows none of that and you're trusting the only thing you'll ever look at, again, is your photos. I haven't looked at my wedding video in 15 years, and I'm going on 30. But I've seen my photos. I have a couple photos up, not of the church, but of my wedding. But I'm like, that's the only thing you get. So make sure that photographer is fabulous. Because the photographers at the, at the hotel's that is the coveted job. They, they have worked their way up. They are really good. And so I don't, I don't get any money. I get no money out of the wedding package. I, get, I don't care if you go with them. But I just tell people, you have to weigh your options. I'm all about numbers. So I sit down with a spreadsheet and I go, look, if this guy is costing me four grand to fly him in and have him here and his cousin coming and whatever, and he's not that great, or I pay two grand and I get the photographer on site, I'm taking the photographer on site. And you can go and do a preview. A lot of times the hotels have preview nights where you can go and do like two, three nights for a third of the cost. You can meet them. But those are the things that tend to come up is I have a friend, we get too many people involved. And so we try to direct you in the right way. You wanna have a great feeling about what you're doing. This is supposed to take some of that burden of getting married at home away from you. And it's supposed to bring you joy. And our job is to... your advocate for that and to help you be in charge of that and you know and we tell people you're hiring us to kind of be in charge of all of these steps for you even though we're really in charge of the hotel for you we're really the person that talks to all of these components of you and we've worked with all of these people before so we really try to be your advocate for you and be hey what's the best voice for you um and sometimes that voice is that mom that says you don't need that we don't say it that way we just question and say Are you sure that's the right place for you? And if you say, Susan, that my uncle's coming, I go, awesome. We'll book him a room. You want the cheapest? We got you. And we do that for you. But we just ask those questions so that sometimes we get caught up in things and we want to make sure we're not caught up in it. It's not my wedding. I'm not going. We'll take care of it for you. No worries. Give us the next steps
0: for a couple listening who wants to get more information and book a call with you.
1: Fabulous. So, the best way, because we're on a podcast, is you can go to my website at Susan's Services.com And then under our services, it says destination wedding. And on there, you're going to see my calendar and just set up a Zoom call with me. It's about 45 minutes. Um, like I said, it'd be great for you to have both of you on there. Sometimes I have the bride and the mother of the bride. I don't mind. You guys decide. But we, what we want is we want the decision makers and the people who care to be on the phone call. Um, because we want to find out more about who you are and we want you guys to find out more about how, who we are. Um, and it's really an information call and we can share all that we just went through. We'll learn more about you and you can learn more about us. And then we kind of move forward from that. Um, but we'll make sure that uh, everything's on there. Our calendar's up to date. Um, and that if you have any questions, you can also email us at info at susanstravelservices services.com. It comes directly to me and then I can send you the calendar also.
0: And of course I'll leave links to all of this information in the show notes. Fabulous. Okay. Thank you so much, Susan. You got I it.
1: You got it. We love it. I mean, it, I'm excited. It's exciting to talk with people um, about destination weddings. I will say that, like I said, if you don't work with us and you work with someone else, you are welcome to ask us questions at the beginning. I encourage everyone to do that. It is a, it should be a fun and exciting time. These are beautiful. Unbelievable. My daughter who's is going to have a destination wedding and her, her boyfriend right now is like, really? And then I just, they just went to Jamaica and he's like, oh yeah, we're getting married here. (laughs) And I said, I know, I go, isn't it amazing? I go, can you imagine staring out at this beautiful water? I go, why would you want to get married in my backyard instead? And he's like, those are our options. I said, those are your options. <laughs> so yeah, so, you know, it's just, it's a beautiful thing. So I look forward to meeting all of you guys. Thank you. As always, I love when I get emails. I'm always like, I love and in, in her podcast. So, but thank you so much. And um, you guys have a great day.